0: We did push that. You know these people. Oh I don't want to set the world on fire. We interrupt our program to bring you this important message. What in God's name is going on in here? What was that ruckus? Uh, What ruckus? I was just in my office and I heard a ruckus. Could you describe the ruckus, sir? Watch your tongue, young man. Watch it. Howdy, folks. Did you know the speed of light is approximately 186,000 miles per second? To put that another way, if you were going the speed of light, you could travel around the Earth approximately seven and a half times in one second. Wow, that's pretty darn fast. Now, normally I would say it's safe for you to assume nothing could be faster than that. However, you might want to reserve judgment until after you hear the following stories. You're listening to Alternate Current Radio, I'm Adam Clark, and this is The Daily Ruckus. Psst, hey, you. Yes, you. Did you know that I've recently started making special enhanced versions of select episodes of The Daily Ruckus that can only be found at AlternateCurrentRadio.com, which is where you should go to learn more about how and where you can listen. So head on over there. Again, that's AlternateCurrentRadio.com. I'll see you there. And as always, thank you so much for tuning in. Alright, before we proceed with the tongue-in-cheekedness and current events, let's take care of this one little thing first, shall we? Can anything travel faster than the speed of light? And for the answer, let us turn to science not to be confused with THE science, registered trademark, which made its first appearance and was practically the star of the recent pandemic. if you catch my D-R-I-F-T. But all kidding aside, according to Joe Phelan, writing for Live Science, in 1676, by studying the motion of Jupiter's moon, Io, Danish astronomer Ole Romer calculated that light travels at a finite speed. Two years later, building on data gathered by Romer, Dutch mathematician and scientist Christian Huygens became the first person to attempt to determine the actual speed of light, according to the American Museum of Natural History in New York City. Huygens came up with a figure of 131,000 miles per second, a number that isn't accurate by today's standards. We now know that the speed of light in the vacuum of empty space is about 186,282 miles per second. But his assessment showcased that light travels at an incredible speed. According to Albert Einstein's theory of special relativity, light travels so fast that in a vacuum, nothing in the universe is capable of moving faster. Quote, We cannot move through the vacuum of space faster than the speed of light, confirmed Jason Casabry, an associate professor of aerospace engineering at the Propulsion Research Center, University of Alabama in Huntsville. Question answered, right? Maybe not. When light is not in a vacuum, does the rule still apply? According to Claudia de Rame, a theoretical physicist at Imperial College London, at least in a non-vacuum setting, technically the statement nothing can travel faster than the speed of light isn't quite correct by itself but there are certain caveats to consider, she said light exhibits both particle-like and wave-like characteristics and can therefore be regarded as both a particle, a photon and a wave this is known as wave-particle duality if we look at light as a wave then there are multiple reasons why certain waves can travel faster than white or colorless light in a medium, Durham said. One such reason, she said, is that, quote, as light travels through a medium, for instance, glass or water droplets, the different frequencies or colors of light travel at different speeds, quote. According to a post by the University of Wisconsin-Madison, the most obvious visual examples of this occurs in rainbows, which typically have the long, faster, red wavelengths at the top, and the short, slower, violet wavelengths at the bottom. When light travels travels through a vacuum, however, the same is not true. Rhett Allain, a physics professor at Southeastern Louisiana University, said, quote, All light is a type of electromagnetic wave, and they all have the same speed in a vacuum, 3 times 10 to the power of 8 meters per second. This means both radio waves and gamma rays have the same speed, end quote. So according to Durham, the only thing capable of traveling faster than the speed of light is, somewhat paradoxically, light itself only when not in the vacuum of space. Of note, regardless of the medium, light will never exceed its maximum speed of 186,282 miles per second. According to Casabri, however, there is something else to consider when discussing things moving faster than the speed of light. He said, quote, there are parts of the universe that are expanding away from us faster than the speed of light, because space-time is expanding, end quote. For example, the Hubble Space Telescope recently spotted 12.9 billion year old light from a distant star known as Eirendel. But because the universe is expanding at every point, Eirendel is moving away from Earth and has been since its formation. So the galaxy is now 28 billion light years away from Earth. In this case, space-time is expanding, but the material in space-time is still traveling within the bounds of light speed. So it's clear that nothing travels faster than light that we know of, but is there any situation where it might be possible? Einstein's theory of special relativity and his subsequent theory of general relativity is, according to Dacham, quote, built under the principle that the notions of space and time are relative, end quote. But what does this mean? Quote, if someone were able to travel faster than light and carry information with them, their notion of time would be twisted as compared to ours, Dacham said. There could be situations where the future could affect our past, and then the the whole structure of reality would stop making sense, end quote. This would indicate that it would probably not be desirable to make a human travel faster than the speed of light. But could it ever be possible? Will there ever be a time when we are capable of creating craft that could propel materials and ultimately humans through space at a pace that outstrips light speed? Cassabri said, quote, Theorists have proposed various types of warp bubbles that could enable faster than light travel, end quote. But is Dharam convinced? Quote, We can imagine being able to communicate at the speed of light with systems outside our solar system, Dharam said, but sending actual physical humans at the speed of light is simply impossible because we cannot accelerate ourselves to such speed. Even in a very idealistic situation where we imagine we could keep accelerating ourselves at a constant rate, ignoring how we could even reach a technology that could keep accelerating us continuously, we would never actually reach the speed of light. We could get close, but never quite reach it, end quote. This is a point confirmed by Cassibri. Quote, Neglecting relativity, if you were to accelerate with a rate of 1g, Earth gravity, it would take you a year to reach the speed of light. However, you would never really reach that velocity, because as you start to approach light speed, your mass energy increases, approaching infinite. One of the few known possible cheat codes for this limitation is to expand and contract space-time, thereby pulling your destination closer to your you. There seems to be no fundamental limit on the rate at which spacetime can expand or contract, meaning we might be able to get around this velocity limit someday." End quote. Alain is similarly confident that going faster than light is far from likely, but like Cassabri noted that if humans want to explore different planets, it may not actually be necessary to reach such speeds. Quote, the only way we could understand going faster than light would be to use some type of wormhole in space. This wouldn't actually make us go faster than light, but instead give us a shortcut to some other location in space, Casabri, quote. Cassibri, however, is unsure if wormholes will ever be a realistic option. Quote, wormholes are theorized to be possible based on a special solution to Einstein's field equations, he said. Basically, wormholes, if possible, would give you a shortcut from one destination to another. I have no idea if it's possible to construct one, or how we would even go about doing it." LiveScience.com Isn't science interesting? What's that? You like science? Well, great news. There's plenty more science where that came from, coming up a little bit later. But, in the meantime, I'm going to shift gears here. Because while physicists and rocket scientists are wondering whether it's possible to travel faster than the speed of light, and how they, quote, would even go about doing it, end quote, vegans and restaurateurs are wondering whether it's possible to convert meat eaters on a massive scale, and it appears they know exactly how they would quote-unquote go about doing it, as reported by The Guardian on April 14th, 2022. All fast food will eventually become vegan, a leading plant-based restaurateur has said, after Burger King trialed making one of its flagship restaurants completely meat-free. The Burger King outlet in Leicester Square, London Has been offering only vegan food For a month to test its popularity This includes a plant-based version Of its Whopper burger As well as a quote-unquote Chicken Katsu burger And vegan nuggets Burger King said it would reintroduce Meat options at Leicester Square But was exploring rolling out Some of the most popular dishes from the trial In branches nationwide In the meantime, the Vegan Royale vegan nuggets, and plant-based Whopper, will remain on the menu across all restaurants as standard, it said. James Lewis, who works in marketing and product development for the vegan restaurant 123V on Bond Street, London, said this was part of a growing trend. Lewis, who with the French chef Alexis Gattier, runs two fully vegan restaurants in London, said, quote, What we were looking for was to appeal to everyone in a family, a group of friends, people who work weren't vegan to begin with. We call the vegan burger a gateway dish, something someone is easily familiar with." End quote. He hoped that meat-eating friends of vegans would visit the restaurant, try its vegan burger, and realize it was just as nice as a regular one, and perhaps make that swap more frequently in the future. Because much of the meat in fast food dishes is processed in a sauce or under a layer of condiments and cheese, vegan options have been relatively easy to substitute. When When Greggs launched a vegan sausage roll in 2019, many commented that the meaty, Herbie mush contained within the crisp pastry was almost indistinguishable from the real thing. The chain has since made a vegan version of its popular sausage, bean, and cheese melt. Quote, Fast food is 100% the best area to switch to vegan, Lewis said, adding, The chains are often sneered at by people, but they are setting the trends here. There's no point starting a vegan chain, because once McDonald's figures out how to make a good vegan burger, they will think, what's the point in the cost of keeping all these animals when we can make it just as good and grow it in the ground. Not too long from now, people will be getting their burger and it'll be a vegan one and that'll be the norm and they won't think any different. End quote. Burger King has set a target of a 50% meat-free menu by the year 2030. However, the chain's decision to turn its Leicester Square branch vegan has caused some controversy. Dominique Samuels, a commentator for the right-wing broadcaster GB News, accused the chain of being manipulative. She said, It's right where all of the clubs are, and hungry drunk people, for example, won't have many options. Burger King has been there for as long as I can remember, so it's basically trying to force people into consuming chemically-enhanced fake meat. Lewis said he did not agree with this assessment, adding, I don't think Burger King is trying to trick anyone. They've painted the whole thing green and put in six-foot-long letters, meat-free. A lot of people are terrified of of looking at themselves in the mirror And seeing the world being changed And having their morals questioned quote. TheGuardian.com Cool, so instead of having meat-based products That are mostly made up of artificial ingredients Now they'll have plant-based products That are mostly made up of artificial ingredients Anyways, while some vegan crusaders Are supposedly using fast food chains To try pushing new eating habits on the public Russia is supposedly using using its invasion of Ukraine to try new technology on the battlefield. As reported by John Fingis for Engadget, who writes, As Reuters reports, the Russian government says it's using a new wave of laser weapons to counter the Western technology aiding Ukraine's self-defense. Deputy Prime Minister Yuri Borisov claimed Russia was using prototypes for a drone-destroying laser weapon. Z- that can burn up drones. One test incinerated a drone 3.1 miles away within 5 seconds, according to the official. A more established system, Peresavet, reportedly blinds satellites up to 932 miles above Earth. This was already, quote-unquote, widely deployed, Borisov claimed. The deputy leader maintained that new lasers using wide electromagnetic bands could eventually replace traditional weapons. This isn't the first reported use of cutting-edge tech in the war against Ukraine. CNN noted that Russia has fired multiple Kinzhal hypersonic missiles at Ukrainian targets. This variant of the Iskander short-range ballistic missile can be launched. launched from a fighter jet such as the MiG-31K. Russia has maintained that Kinzhal is virtually impossible to stop due to its very high speed, but US and UK officials have dismissed its effectiveness and argued that it's really just an air-launched variant of a conventional weapon. As with those hypersonic weapons, it's difficult to know how well the lasers work in practice. Russia has routinely made false claims about its overall capabilities and the war in Ukraine, where it has struggled to gain ground despite a large military. However, these uses may be less about turning the war around and more about symbolism. Russia wants to boast about its technological prowess and discourage further material support for Ukraine. Engadget.com. Real quick folks, I hate to seemingly randomly pick on this one article, but I'd be remiss if I didn't point out one small detail and use it as a teachable moment. And I assure you, this is nothing personal against this particular publication, nor this particular writer. It's just, I see this happen so many times and it drives me crazy. So that last part there about how Russia, quote, has routinely made false claims about its overall capabilities and the war in Ukraine, end quote. Like most commonly accepted mainstream narratives these days, there is no accompanying evidence to back that statement up. No references to any news, no links to any source material other than a hyperlink on the two words false claims that takes the reader to another article on the same website from three months earlier that simply reported that the EU had decided to ban the alleged Russian state-backed media outlets RT and Sputnik. Really? If that's all you've got to back up the statement that, quote, Russia has routinely made false claims about its overall capabilities in the war in Ukraine, end quote, well, either you are knowingly misleading people or you are incredibly lazy and ultimately look stupid for just repeating the same mantra in lockstep with all the other so-called journalists out there. For 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 some of us out here, it all just sounds like a bunch of braying sheep. Anyways, I get it, Putin is the popular boogeyman right now, but he probably won't always be. So, all that being said, moving on now to another popular boogeyman on the world stage. As reported by Natural News, When Russian President Vladimir Putin invaded Ukraine in late February, geopolitical analysts quickly noted that he waited until the weakest president in the history of our nation was sitting in the Oval Office. That observation was quickly followed up by concerns that another world leader with a massive military, Chinese President Xi Jinping, may also be empowered to finally move on Taiwan, which he and most Chinese leaders before him have falsely claimed is not a real country, but just a province of the mainland, and it appears as though those concerns are legitimate. According to the Wall Street Journal, China has been rapidly expanding its nuclear weapons force, while at the same time building dozens of new in-ground silos to house the rapidly expanding ground-based leg of the country's nuclear triad of land, air, and sea-launched weapons. Quote, The Chinese nuclear effort long predates Russia's invasion of Ukraine, but the U.S.'s wariness about getting directly involved in the war there has likely reinforced Beijing's decision to put greater emphasis on developing nuclear weapons as a deterrent. Some of these people say, Chinese leaders see a stronger nuclear arsenal as a way to deter the U.S. from getting directly involved in a potential conflict over Taiwan, End quote. U.S. leaders have noted they are not certain why China is rapidly expanding its nuclear capability after decades of being satisfied with keeping a small arsenal just enough to deter an enemy from attacking. Independent security experts say they too have little understanding about why Bay Beijing is building out its nuclear weapons now after exchanges with Chinese officials have nearly ceased over the past few years. Those close to China's leadership have said Beijing is increasingly concerned about potential efforts by the United States to topple the communist government following a more hawkish relationship with the Asian powerhouse during then-President Donald Trump's administration. Though the Biden regime is said to have been continuing many of Trump's policies, the Wall Street Journal suggested. Those people also said that China's leaders are committed to never using nuclear weapons first, but several U.S. military and national security officials say they worry China's nuclear weapons build-out could be due to a new willingness to strike first. That said, the people close to China's leaders also note that Beijing's communist government still plans to only build a nuclear capability that is just large enough to ensure the country's national security interests. They add that China's leaders believe the country's nukes are much too outdated to be much of an effective deterrent against a potential strike by the U.S. One person close to the leadership told the Wall Street Journal quote, China's inferior nuclear capability could only lead to growing U.S. pressure on China quote. The journal adds quote, nervous international reaction to Russian leader Vladimir Putin's call for his nuclear forces to be put on alert following his invasion of Ukraine has offered Chinese officials a real-world lesson about the strategic value of nuclear weapons. So did Ukraine's decision in 1994 to turn over the nuclear weapons left in the country after the breakup of the Soviet Union in return for security assurances from the U.S. and Russia, under provisions of the Budapest Memorandum on Security Assurances in which the U.S., Britain, and Russia Guaranteed Ukraine's security Kyiv agreed to give up the nukes in its country That were left over after the fall of the Soviet Union If the country had kept them Ukraine would have become the world's third biggest nuclear power After the US and Russia A retired Chinese military officer Who still has links to Beijing's nuclear program Told the Wall Street Journal Ukraine lost its nuclear deterrence in the past And that's why it got into a situation like this Quote. Naturalnews.com Here's a fun question. What's worse than one boogeyman? How about two? Just kidding. Except not really. See, as frightening as lasers and hypersonic missiles and nuclear weapons sound, there's a good chance that what we should really be scared of is not either of these two boogeymen using new technology in the battlefield but rather these two boogeymen coming together to use new technology in the global economy. As reported by Business Insider, in the aftermath of Russia's invasion of Ukraine, some Russian banks were banned from SWIFT, the Belgium-based messaging service that lets banks around the world communicate about cross-border transactions. The ban has hampered cross-border transactions for Russia's trade and financial systems, isolating the country economically. Now, both Russia and China are looking to establish alternatives to the U.S. dollar hegemony. Russia is touting an alternative ruble-based payment system called the System for Transfer of Financial Messages, SPFS. The system was set up in 2014. In late April, the country's central bank said it would start keeping the names of participants secret. China's cross-border interbank payment system, CIPS, which processes payments in Chinese yuan, also has potential to replace Swift. The system has an expansive network of 1,280 financial institutions, said Peter Keenan, the co-founder and CEO of Apex, a payments provider that used to work with Russia's domestic Mir payment card. That's compared to SPFS's much smaller network of 400 users. There are few alternatives to SWIFT, Keenan told Insider. Quote, this is one of the reasons why Russia is looking to CIPS and an alternative for Asian payments specifically, end quote. Here's how China and Russia's SWIFT alternatives could cause disruptions in the global payments system and the dollar's dominance. China's central bank launched CIPS in 2015 with the aim of internationalizing the use of the yuan. CIPS still relies largely on SWIFT for cross-border messaging, but it has the potential to operate on its own messaging system said P.S. Srinivas, a visiting research professor at the National University of Singapore's East Asian Institute. Russia's SPFS, on the other hand, has been limited to domestic use. New members are not likely to join now, as the move could be construed by the U.S. and its allies as trying to help Russia evade sanctions, Srinivas wrote in a March report. But Moscow is working with Beijing to connect it with CIPS to work around the swift ban, Reuters reported. Quote, to get rid of risks associated with maintaining trade turnover, establishing cooperation between the Russian and Chinese financial messaging systems is needed, said Anatoly Aksakov, the head of the financial committee in Russia's lower house of parliament, per Reuters. The U.S. dollar is the dominant currency used in 88% of the world's trade, according to the results of a triennial Bank for International Settlements survey last conducted in 2019, but if CIPS were used to settle more trade, it would create a Chinese yuan-driven alternative to the dollar-dominated SWIFT system. China does have ambitions to make the yuan the most dominant reserve currency in the world, but it has a long way to go, mainly because Beijing still manages its value tightly. It also isn't fully convertible to other currencies on the global market right now. Russia's demand, To the energy payments in rubles is significant because the country is an energy powerhouse. So the rise of an alternative currency for the industry could cause knock-on impact on a world trading system dominated by the dollar. However, experts say Russians won't allow themselves to become so dependent on USD and instead expect a pivot to China. Quote, The role of CIPS for bilateral trade settlements between Russia and China for USD Yuan transactions will likely grow over the medium term, said Rajiv Biswas, the Asia-Pacific economist for S&P Global Market Intelligence. The Indian government was considering a Russian proposal to use the SPFS for payments in rubles, Bloomberg reported in March. It's also mulling using the Chinese yuan as the currency to reference the rupee-to-rubles trade, India's Mint media outlet reported last month. Meanwhile, oil giant Saudi Arabia, Arabia was also in discussion to be paid in yuan instead of dollars for its oil sales to China, according to a Wall Street Journal report. Still, many factors constrain wider use of CIPS, as the yuan accounts for just 3% of global trade, while the greenback and euro still account for 77% of total global payments, Bizwas told Insider. The U.S. dollar is the world's reserve currency used widely as a default base of of foreign exchange. This status allows the U.S. to borrow money overseas more easily and at a lower cost. If the dollar loses its dominance, it will hit the U.S. economy. Alliance Global Investors explained in a 2018 report, quote, it would likely hurt the value of the dollar and create inflationary pressure on the prices of consumer goods. Ultimately, the United States' loss of reserve currency status may only limit any further decline in wages, and there is a good chance it would also make U.S. consumers a lot poorer, end quote. As it is, U.S. inflation rose 8.5% year-over-year year in March, according to the Bureau of Labor Statistics, the most rapid one-year price surge in about 40 years. If the dollar weakens, imported goods will get more expensive. It will also get more expensive for Americans to travel to places where the dollar has weakened against the local currency. Businessinsider.com. And hey, speaking of making plans to travel, if you, dear listener, have been meaning to take a vacation, you'd better hurry up and do so as soon as possible. Not to be mean or anything, but you're not getting any younger. And apparently, according to science, the older you are when you do decide to take some vacation time means, unfortunately, that precious time might actually go by a lot faster than you'd like, at least in your head. Let me explain. The following is from Harvard University's Science in the News blog, titled No, It's Not Just You, Why Time Speeds Up As We Get Older, published March 27th, 2019. How a clock measures time. Time and how you perceive it are quite different. As we grow older, it can often feel like time goes by faster and faster. This speeding up of subjective time with age is well documented by psychologists, but there is no consensus on the cause. In a paper published in March of 2019, Professor Adrian Bajan presents an argument based on the physics of neural signal processing. He hypothesizes that over time, the rate at which we process visual information slows down and this is what makes time quote-unquote speed up. As we grow older, as we age, he argues, the size and complexity of the networks of neurons in our brains increases. Electrical signals must traverse greater distances, and thus signal processing takes more time. Moreover, aging causes our nerves to accumulate damage that provides resistance to the flow of electric signals, further slowing processing time. Focusing on visual perception, Bajan posits that slower processing times result in us perceiving fewer quote-unquote frames per second. More actual time passes between the perception of each new mental image. This is what leads to time passing more rapidly. When we are young, each second of actual time is packed with many more mental images. Like a slow-motion camera that captures thousands of images per second, time appears to pass more slowly. As he puts it, quote, people are often amazed at how much they remember from days that seemed to last forever in their youth. It's not that their experiences were much deeper or more meaningful, it's just that they were being processed in rapid fire. End quote. Bajan's argument is intuitive and based on simple principles of physics and biology. As such, it is a compelling explanation for this common phenomenon. However, it is not the only explanation out there, and so a more rigorous experimental approach may be required before this mystery is solved for good. Harvard.edu Well, I hope you enjoyed that one, folks. Join me next time, won't you, as we kick it into high gear and go from faster to fastest. And don't worry, as we just learned, no matter how long it takes me to get the next one out there, we'll all be just a little bit older. And thanks to our aging brains, for better or for worse, the next time, we'll be here faster than we think. For the ACR, I'm Adam Clark, and this has been The Daily Ruckus for Friday, May 20th, 2022. For more information, please visit alternatecurrentradio.com.